Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me the creator of Moms the Musical, Kelly Surrett. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Of course, I'm so I'm I'm excited to chat musical theater. I big fan, big fan. So hey. <laughs> let's launch right in. What was the inspiration behind Moms the Musical? Well, honestly, I have to say it's from when I became a mother. I have a two-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter. Um, and when I first became a mom, um, I found that I didn't take to it as naturally as I expected I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like society tells us how magical and beautiful and joyful it's going to be when you become, uh, you know, a mom of an, of a newborn. Um, but it, uh, it's not always that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like as a society, we don't necessarily talk about that a lot. And it's, it's something that certainly, um, gets hidden quite a bit. Um, and you know, we're supposed to be this, we're just supposed to fall in love and all the magic is going to happen. And that just didn't really happen for me at first. I struggled um, when I became a mom. And I think that when I finally had the chance to put pen to paper, I think this was a musical that's been in my heart for the four years that my, since my daughter was born. Um, but COVID allowed me the opportunity to really uh, put pen to paper um, and actually get it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think becoming a mother and just, I mean, there was a point where I was looking in the mirror. I, I think my second daughter was maybe a month old and I just looked in the mirror and my the gray hair and like the leaking happening. And like, I was just like, who is this woman in the mirror? Um, and it really took, took like a toll on me, I think. Um, but when I see all of the women around me and all of the women, I mean, even just the mom in the grocery store whose toddler's having a tantrum, or I have a whole tribe of women in my neighborhood um, that, you know, their struggle, I mean, I get texts like, if you heard my daughter screaming, it's because she doesn't want to wear her t-shirt, like, you know, and I hear those things all the time and I just feel like motherhood is so not celebrated in the way that it should be. These women are heroes. Um, and I just felt like mine was a story that needed to be told and theirs was a story that needed to be told. And I also saw a vacancy in the musical theater community. It's such a male dominated profession. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the composers are male. They're men writing about women. Um, and I, I felt like I'm seeing New York and the musical theater community start to recognize the underrepresented voices and the undervalued voices. And that's why I think this timing of this musical is so important because women are underrepresented, especially mothers in musical theater. They're the best friend or they're the mom of the supporting role or the mm -hmm. mom of the lead. But in this musical, they're the leads and they have that opportunity to really shine and show through. Um, and so I think that it just became more important. Like I knew I wanted to write this musical, but I also knew that like, I wanted it to write it right now. 
Mm. Like I wanted to write it right now um, because I want to be a part of this renaissance in musical theater where things are starting to change. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a part of that. And I think that this musical is hopefully one tiny little step in the right direction towards bringing women to the forefront in the theater community and the world. Absolutely. And that's so interesting that you say that as far as the, the underrepresentation of specific like demographics in our in in the musical theater community because really there's you know there's always a pretty ingenue and then there's the quirky best friend and usually they're much younger they generally don't have children um you're right and then there's this whole and then there's the old lady who is really wise and then there's the prostitutes and that's pretty much about where it rounds out for women (laughs) and then there's a whole gap of from like 20 to 45 that has no true representation in these stories other than being the facilitator or the person that helps the main character have the epiphany you know and that's that's I I love that you've (laughs) It's just looking at the unglamorous side of of family and motherhood and the side that's like, you don't always fall in love with with motherhood right away. That's not everyone's story. And right. that's so important to share that, you know, because representation matters. <laughs> well, and that was really important to us, even in our casting, mm-hmm. um, because we actually had a really hard time casting the show because we really wanted the 30 to 40 year old, you know, and we were able to find some of that, but um, you know, we, it was really important to us not to cast the 22 year old, you know, I just graduated musical theater school and I'm the ingenue Mm -hmm. type because that's just not women. That's not moms. That's not mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the musical theater world, when you become a mother, a lot of times you stop working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was tough to find women that really fit these roles because they're just not auditioning. They're not out there. Um, and so we're hoping that that this musical can make that change, you know, like yeah. we want you in our show. We want to show, um, 30, you can, you still are talented from 30 to 40, you know, <laughs> you still can sing, you still can dance. Um, you don't drop off the face of the musical theater earth. Um, yeah. and so this show hopefully embraces, um, you know, those, those women who've really aged out quote, right. quote, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it, it's true. Cause like, I've, I'm thinking about it and, and when they say, you know, People, when casting a lot of times says they want 25 to 40, they don't, they want not that. (laughs) And then, so there's also that whole um, idea that, yeah, once you reach a certain point, if you haven't quote unquote made it yet, you're never going to make it. So you might as well find a new path. It's like, that's not fair. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like if anything, your, your perspective is more rounded and you have more to bring to these parts these roles that are there because you. <laughs> you're, you're, you have experience literally outside of academia it's 100 percent. you've lived a little bit of life yeah you know and you know yeah I mean I think that 
the women who are 35 bring such a richness and an understanding um, to this show and, and can bring it to other shows, you know, Um, but it's often just overlooked or not thought about, not wanted, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we're, this show is really important in its subject matter, but it's also really important in terms of who we want to, to give an opportunity to, to get out there and perform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you always been interested in composing and writing or was this kind of like a later in life thing? I've always, I've always been interested in composing and writing. I actually wrote like a musical in the sixth grade and they did it like, yeah. So I've been, I've been writing for, for a long time, but I think that, you know, life happens and you go through life and you go through periods where you don't necessarily believe in yourself and you don't really believe in your talent. And I think it has taken me until 35 to finally step out and really do what I meant to do. Um, and so mom's a musical is my first attempt of kind of saying yes to my passion and saying yes to, to what I've always been destined to, to do. Um, and so I'm learning so much. I mean, this has been a grad school education and beyond just putting on this workshop in New York and working with these incredibly talented creative team that we have and these incredibly talented actors um, has just been such a, such a, such a process, such a blessing, such an experience that like, I will be forever changed because I did this. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've always had the interest. I went to musical theater school. I, you know, I did the the whole performing side of of everything. Um, But something was kind of vacant in that for me. I I was missing something in Mm -hmm. in just the performing for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I think the writing kind of came in for me um, Mm -hmm. and really, gave me an opportunity to, to do what I love, but also find that level of self-expression and creativity that I really, really needed. Do you have a favorite part of the process or is the final product like the most exciting? No, the favorite part is the creating. The favorite part is totally the sitting down and like playing with the lyrics, playing with the piano, imagining, growing, nurturing these ideas and just like, that's my favorite part. I mean, it is the loneliest part for sure because Mm. I'm doing it alone. Um, But it's, like I also love being a part of like the community that I, I mean, you know, when you're in a musical theater show, like it's a family and Mm -hmm. I love that part of it too. But for me, like where I'm happiest, it's when I'm writing. That's my favorite part for, for sure. 100%. And you know, the other stuff is, is so important. I mean, the business side, I mean, to, it's one thing to write a musical. It's another thing to produce a musical and actually make something of that musical. Mm -hmm. Um, those are two completely different conversations and, (laughs) and journeys. Um, but I think, um, yeah, the writing of it has got to win. <laughs> the it- other stuff is just so stressful. It's, just, you know, <laughs> it's hard, um, but it's so worth it, you know? Yeah. Is it, is it tough to, I mean, obviously in the editing down process, like, have you had to get rid of some things that you were just like in love with, but they just don't work? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, 
I'm probably not as precious about my material as a lot of musical theater uh, composers are. I'm very, I'm very, very dedicated to the whatever is best for the show and not whatever is best for my ego Um, (laughs) because I want the show to succeed ultimately at the end of the day. And I think there have been some things I've just said, no, that has to be that way. Like that's the way it has to be. But for the most part, I've been very, very open to making really hard decisions. We actually made probably the hardest decision we've made so far is to cut our closing number. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut the the song in the show that was the the final song. And that was um, a really tough sort of call, uh, for me because Mm -hmm. I loved the song. I felt like it was, it was a really important part of the show. Um, and it was like literally the finale. So we like cut the finale and it, it it was definitely all for the best, but I think that was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was the right decision. It was the right decision for the show. And maybe that song will be in another show one day. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's a process. I mean, I've probably rewritten this show now, like 25, 30 times in wow. the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, that's what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Hey, maybe in like an extended album release of, of the yes. recording of the music, you know, like bonus tracks. You never know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. I'm open to anything. Um, I was open. I actually rewrote three or four songs, just completely cut and replaced a bunch of songs that just didn't have the same, um, just weren't right, weren't right right for the show Um, or made it a little too long or we didn't need, you know, we didn't need it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love to cut. I love to cut because I love succinct, fast, tight musicals that are very, uh, energized. Yes. So I'm okay with cutting as long as, you know, we're, that's the goal. So yeah, it's been, it's been a process for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the goal is to not have a song in there that people, it starts and people go, all right, now I could go to the bathroom, you know, where you're like, yeah, that. none I've, of that. <laughs> I've seen a few shows like that. And it's so interesting how, how that happens. And it's not that it's a bad song. It's just one where like a couple, you can like feel it like a couple bars in where you're like, all right, this is just kind of segue this isn't totally plot driven. This is kind of, I don't know. I can't even think of the right word, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> For me, story is number one. Story mm-hmm. is number one. If the music doesn't serve the story, I it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, so this story is about two women who, you know, one is a powerhouse career driven mom. And one is that stay at home mom who makes all her own baby food. And she's just this like bubbly over the top, like desperate for friends kind of mom. Um, and you know, it's, it, it, it's about their journey and how they grow and change and how their friendship really propels them into that growth. Mm. Um, and I think that any music that, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really, um, it's a really, I love the story. Like I have to say, I really love the story because, um, the bubbly stay-at-home mom has a lot more depth than her surface would allow. And she has a very difficult marriage with a narcissistic husband. Um, And so we learn and watch her have to process that while having a newborn baby and 
um, how having a baby really propels her to that point of finally being able to, you know, say yes or no to that marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think, um, the songs really do serve that story. They come right out of the story. It, it feels like the emotions are so high for these two women that there's nothing else they can do, but sing in that moment or dance. There's lots of dancing too. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it's not to say that, you know, we certainly have moments in the show where you're going to cry for sure. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very, uh, heartfelt. Um, but you're also going to laugh your ass off. Like you are going <laughs> to laugh your ass off. Like these, this show is, I cannot, these actors are so funny. I can't even like, it's, it's just so outstanding to watch. We have a mom group chat of three moms in the show. One is a single mom. One is a, a mom in, a, in an alternative relationship, in a lesbian relationship. And uh, one is just kind of your, your van, I'd like to say soccer mom, your van mom. I love it. You know, just like trying to make it through the day and she's happy if her kids just survived uh that kind of mom um so it's it's just so fun to watch them as they support the other two leads uh in their journey they're kind of like a greek chorus sort of thing (laughs) so um it's really really fun and there are two men in the show um as well they do not sing because this is a show that is for women's voices um so they don't sing they 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 have like a tiny little bit of sing talking at the very, very end. We allow them, we allow them into our world. Um, but um, there are a couple of men in the show and there's a mother-in-law. There is a another generation mother who um, really uh, comments and, and, and um, brings this energy about um you know, what it used to be, what motherhood used to be like mm. and how social media and the current, you know, our current times have affected motherhood for mm. the good or the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and she's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Jill Lord plays her and she's just a superstar. Amazing. I, I love Jill Lord. I know Jill <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Jill Lord plays our mother-in-law. Oh she flew down from Texas. Oh. To come and play our mother-in-law. She um, is she, something else. Oh, you got to watch her. I was like, oh my God, I actually didn't know she was doing that. That is incredible. Oh, she's yeah. nuts. But <laughs> I love, I love the idea that you, there is that other generational perspective in there, because that's another thing that is saying like, there's still um, validity in just because your children aren't children anymore doesn't mean you're not a mother anymore doesn't mean you can't still have all these things in you and and either want to share them or just bring in like the separate like well back in my day you know like yeah that's so that's such a great thing to bring in because I think that really allows for even more depth in in what you're bringing to the stage I think that's gorgeous that's genius you're awesome (laughs) well she um she really struggles in the show this Mm -hmm. mother-in-law because she doesn't really get along with well let's not even say she doesn't really she does not get along with her daughter-in-law and this is not the woman she would have ever chosen for her son Mm -hmm. um and you know she has to struggle with 
she he's her only child her only son she sings a song called the curse of the only son and it's it's all about you know it's it's funny and everything it's all funny but it really is about the fact that like how you're a mother with with no child to mother Mm. when they become this adult and they're living their own life and she struggles with that experience how to you know how to navigate that. And, you know, it's something I see with my own mother-in-law, you know, navigating her relationship with my husband and mm-hmm. how, you know, she's been replaced to a degree. I hope she's happy or with her replacement than, <laughs> than right. the woman in the show is, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly, uh, you know, it's certainly something that I think women struggle with all their life. And I, I felt like we really did need that perspective because mm-hmm. if we didn't have, if we didn't have that general, that, that generational thing, it would have just been, the show would have been missing something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I also want to, to say how much I love the fact that it, you, you mentioned the friendship but specifically between these women. That's why I did, I did my silent little cheer because, (laughs) because that's something that isn't shown either. I feel like even film TV it is, but there's always so much like competition involved with men involved with these things. And they don't showcase the whole friendship and how you can go on a journey together And sometimes you're going to come apart. You're going to come back together. You're not always going to see eye to eye and that's okay. That's life. That's friendships. That's every relationship ever. And I think that's also like so many times you're told once you become a mother, you're no longer all these other things. You're only a mother. And that's not fair. That's so crazy. Well, and I have to say that you bring up a really interesting point with the friendship because, um, yeah, I mean, these two women are not in competition. They're, you know, what one has, the other one needs and what one, you know, and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. so they help each other grow. And what's been really cool about this whole thing is that I have had that experience with the director of the show, Victoria Ray Souk. Um, she and I have just had that same relationship. Like she has this directing thing that she can do and I am not a director and I have this writing thing that I do and she's not necessarily a writer. Um, and we've been able to come together and just like, support each other and be so honest with one another. I mean, she is, we've gotten to the point where we're just both very blunt and very honest about like, okay, this needs to change or that needs to change. Um, and we have, we navigate those difficult conversations, but it's like, both of us are so dedicated to the work and to the art that we've been able to, to really just like not not bring the ego in and not yeah. compete like that. And it's been, it's just funny. Cause it's so similar to the dynamic between the two women in the show <laughs> that I was like, I've now been blessed with that relationship in my oh. life on a professional level. And it's, um, just so cool, you know? Um, so I think, I think it is so important that women remember that like you can have a genuine friendship. You can have a friendship that changes you, helps you grow, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it makes you change your life without mm-hmm. this alternative agenda. It can exist if we just get out of our own way. Absolutely. And then it even goes to further into the 
uh, aspect of like not in competition, how everyone has a different skill set. Uh, someone recently said to me that like, if we all just approached all of our relationships, businesses, whatever, as a sports team, right? Like the goalie right. isn't going to run out and be a striker. Like you, you might be able to, but you're going to do what you're best at. And then if we all work together and not try to fight other people, like people have more knowledge than you in other aspects and it's and okay. It takes nothing away from you. Exactly. It takes nothing away from you. The fact mm -hmm. that Victoria is a fantastic director only makes me look better. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like, if she was directing not shitty material, it wouldn't, you know, so we just make each other look better and there's room for everyone's light to shine. Mm -hmm. You know, we all can shine and it's okay. And it takes nothing away from, from another person because one person is really good at something. You're Absolutely. good at something else. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Has there been an aspect that's been really difficult in the creation that you felt was just like hitting a brick wall every time you try to attempt it? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm very blessed with how this process has gone. I mean, it has been relatively smooth. It has been, um, you know, it's certainly not without, and, and that is not to say that it has not been 12 hour days, six or seven days a week, every day for the right. last year. I mean, it's the amount of work that goes into something like a musical is tremendous. And yeah. I, I'm not sure people always understand or recognize that. Um, but I will say that I, I do think that going back to the representation piece, I think that's been a real challenge. Um, you know, we really wanted uh, to represent, um, it, it's so important to me that the women that are watching this show um, see themselves on mm -hmm. stage. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that means, you know, that we're not having women who are 20 years old, that we're not having, you know, that we're having women who are women who look like women, um, who are also diverse. We, we were not able to end up having a diverse, the diverse cast that we initially really wanted. We just, it, it just didn't, people weren't auditioning with COVID and it just, it just didn't come our way. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that was something we had really wanted really badly. Um, um, and I think we kind of, you know, and it's not to say that our cast isn't like, we love our cast and we are so, we stand by our cast. Like they are the perfect people for the roles that they are in. Um, but I do think the next time around, I would love to have a little bit more diversity on the stage. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we, we did our best and we do have some women who are 30 in their thirties, 35 up there uh, doing their thing. Um, so that's exciting. And, you know, it's, it's a workshop. So the next time around we'll, we'll, uh, I will, I think casting was probably the hardest part of this process. I mean, we also only had eight parts and we had like hundreds and hundreds of submissions for only eight roles. So that made it quite challenging as well. It wasn't like we had this giant ensemble. We could cast all these amazingly talented people that came through the door. We, we only had these few roles. So, um, casting was, casting was challenging. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's something where like, it, it's, you want to find a place for everybody, but there's just right. not, there's not, there's so many talented people. And it's just, when you've got a vision, 
it, you know, you can't cast everyone and, you know, it's, it's tough to be on the other side of the table like that. I think people I didn't realize how tough, I mean, <sighs> I have a whole new perspective on, <laughs> I mean, just as having been an actor in the past and, and on the other side, I mean, you just, I never realized how it's so not personal. Like, I know they say that and everything, but like, actually living it I was just like oh my god it's not personal at all it can come down to the fact that you're five two and the other one is five nine and they want the the man is six feet like mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it it can come down to like I mean just things you never thought were important yeah you know? and it's it's so not personal yeah it's not and it's just so funny because I think I I imagine that like I, I wish everybody had the opportunity to be on the other side of the table at least one time so that they can see that like no one behind the table wants you to do poorly. N no one, oh my gosh. everyone no. like wants you to come in and be amazing and not, not even in like a, wow, so talented, just like being yourself and showing who you are. And I think that's something that so often is, it is not really explored or taught in a lot of these like MT programs, because you're kind of right. told like, wear the nude heels, wear the jewel tone dress, put, you know, wear the this, wear the that. And it's like, if that's not you and you walk in and that's what you're in, you're obviously not going to be comfortable, which is going to make everybody else, un you know, sitting at kind of like an uneasy place. And then everyone's just the energy is weird. And it's like, you want to, they, everybody behind the table wants you to come in and be yourself because 100%. because that's how, you know, if you want to work with someone, if you vibe together, if it's going to work and it's nothing personal, if it wouldn't work, you know, it's like, a yeah, you know, it's just so don't work. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because we had a lot of young musical theater grads who auditioned for this show and they came to the table wearing these stuffy shirts and their pearls like a 1950s housewife <laughs> which is so not this show like I mean God love them but like that was not that if you read the show or listened to the show it's not that they just tried to look like moms. Yeah. They made every effort to look older and look like a mom. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, but that's not you. And that's not who you are. Um, you yeah. know, and so it was disappointing a little bit when I kind of feel like it was uh, when I was younger, I auditioned for into the woods and there was like a thousand women, like a thousand girls with red capes. And you're like, you know, be you, be who you are. That's what we want to see when we're behind mm -hmm. the table. We want to see you and, and we are sitting there bracing ourselves, hoping and rooting for you and cheerleading for you. Like we want you to do well, mm -hmm. you know, we do not want to be disappointed. We are so excited to see what you have to give, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was an interesting, a very interesting part of the process for me. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. Cause it's, uh, I think so many times people go into a room saying like, I'm gonna, I'm auditioning for like this part. So I need to be this part instead of being yourself in that circumstance right you know like bringing yep. who you are to the role instead of bringing the role to who you are you know like yep. it's it's so there was one girl who showed up and she was wearing 
Lululemon like yoga pants and a sweatshirt. And she was like, look, I, this is who I am and this is what I'm comfortable in. And I figure if I'm a mom, that's what I would become. I'd be wearing what was comfortable. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that is exactly what I wear. I definitely have sweatpants on down beneath this zoom where we're looking at each other in a zoom, but there's totally sweatpants happening down here. Um, and you know, that's, I applaud her for that, that she didn't, you know, put, try to put something on that mm. didn't feel natural for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, you know, I, I love that this conversation is happening because I think it's so important to be comfortable in who you are. And I think with Moms the Musical, it sounds like that's a big aspect of major theme is finding who you are, not just in motherhood, but outside of motherhood and with your friends and, and figuring out like how all these relationships you have and what your world looks like. And I think that that is so applicable into like every form of life, every, <laughs> every circumstance you can imagine, it sits you in that place. I think that when you become a mother, you go through this whole identity crisis. You, you, you are a mother now and you're like, you even lose your name, your mm. mom you're not Kelly anymore, you're mom. And you lose your name and you lose, you know, you gain a child, which is a beautiful, joyful, wonderful thing, but you also, you've lost who you were before. Um, and you're never really going to be that person again. Um, so you have to take, you have to step into, you know, who you are now, while holding on to who you are as an individual woman. Mm. And I think that that's the crisis that, you know, our leading character goes through in this show is she's trying so desperately to hold on to who she was before she became a mother. So she is not really stepping into the role of you really become, you really have to redefine who you are and you have mm. to get to know who you are as this new person, as mom, but also as, Kelly as mom and Kelly as Kelly after becoming mom. And it's just this whole like new thing that you have to struggle with and figure out. And like, I remember when I first had my, had my first daughter, I, I, I was like three months, she was like three months old. And I was like, I'm going to write a book because I was so desperate to hold on to. And I did, I wrote a book and I published it and I like did a thing, you know, um, because part, I mean, of course I wanted to write the book and I'm really happy I wrote the book and all the things, but like, I was desperately holding on to, I need to be something, not just a mom, you know? And I think that these women in this show really struggle with that. And it's, it's amazing to, and, and at the end of the show, I'll be very honest with you. I, I refused to have an ending. I won't give away what it is, but I refused to have an ending that closed the book mm. because it needs to feel like it goes on. Um, we still can't put the diaper on right at the end of the show. <laughs> We're not magically becoming this perfect mother and this perfect woman the we the struggle goes on the journey goes on the joy goes on all of it goes on mm. and um that was really important to me as well 
I love that. That's beautiful. (laughs) Before we get to our last two questions, is there anything else you want to add where we can find you, Moms the Musical, or anything we didn't touch on? Yes, I would love to add. So um, I think it's really important to mention that um, we are doing our investor workshop on July 24th at 2 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Um, And that workshop is an in-person workshop open to industry professionals who would like to come and watch the show. If you're a producer or an investor, um, definitely reach out to us at momsthemusical at gmail.com and let us know if you would like to come in person and see the show. But if you are a member of the general public, um, we are um, live streaming the show, something that COVID has has this new tool that we now have, um, thanks to thanks to this pandemic, I guess. Um, we had it before, but we never really did it. Now we can do it, you know. Um, we are live streaming the show to the general public and ticket sales are only $5. We also have a student discount, $4 if you're a student. And And all of the proceeds are going to benefit Moms for Moms New York City, which is a 501c3 nonprofit Mm -hmm. that's dedicated to helping single mothers in New York by providing them with like pre and postnatal care, um, diaper bags, packets, supplies, all kinds of amazing stuff. They're an incredible organization and 100% of the proceeds from our general public ticket sales are going to them. Um, And you can buy a ticket just for five bucks at surettenhall.com, S-U-R-E-T-T-E-A-N-D-H-A-L-L.com slash moms dash the dash musical. So, um, and you can find us on all the, all the major social media, um, find us on Instagram at at moms.themusical. I love it. Amazing. So yes. I, I've, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm going to be live streaming that for Yay! sure. <laughs> good, 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 good. And if, I should also mention that if you buy your live stream ticket, but you cannot make it at 2 PM on that day, um, we will send you the link and you can watch it afterwards. Oh, at your that's great. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So then you, even if you're not free that at that time, you can still have the experience I love that. That's such a great thing. Yeah, you're right. Finally, we're utilizing all this amazing technology that we have. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, what is your second favorite color and why? My second favorite color is Kelly green (laughs) and it's because my name is Kelly, but also because I come from a family of with Irish heritage and a mother who is, and her whole side of the family is 100% Irish. Um, And so we really celebrate our Irish pride. So Kelly green is my second favorite color. I love that. And (laughs) last, what in your opinion is the best part of being a woman? the jewelry. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But but like kind of kidding. Um, Definitely the jewelry. And I think, (laughs) I think our feminine power, I think Mm -hmm. that when we own who we are as women and we harness that feminine power, we are unstoppable. And I don't think men have that in the same way that we do. And I just think 
we are rock stars. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about being a woman when we harness our feminine power. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. That is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Feminine power. (laughs) Yes, yes, in that order. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your super busy day to sit down and talk with us. I mean, I I am so excited to experience Moms the Musical, and I'm sure that our listeners will also be excited to experience it. I love what you're doing. I truly mean that. Uh, I, I think it's such a great message you're sending, and that representation is something that is lacking. Like, I can't think of another show that is doing what you're doing. So I'm, I'm so excited to see where this goes. I know it's going to be just go in all kinds of places <laughs> i hope so i hope so <laughs> thank you of course and thank you historians for tuning in again subscribe follow you know where to find us on all of our social medias you can visit our website at ofherstory.com. until next time be safe stay healthy and show the world what you're made of <laughs>